Hello, I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to TC and Jake on National, National Public, Public Radio. Welcome in, folks, for another week. How was your week, Jake? I thought I told you the folks was racist. Yeah, I just don't care. That might have been on a Patreon. I think that was. I think that my tone of voice conveyed. Yeah. The level of care. Uh, before I tell you how my week my week was, I mean, whatever. Who cares? I do. I do want to tease the Patreon this week. How are you doing? Like, yeah. I know it's not possible to pay one dollar for one episode. Well, let's write him a letter and see if we can't get Patreon to include that as an option. That would be cool. That would be cool. Although a lot of people, we'd probably end up netting less. But I yeah. do want to say, I do want to say. But I don't. Care. I just want satisfied customers. I, think, I don't care about money. I think the episode we do either tomorrow or Friday will be worth five dollars. Oh, it's an or Friday. I'm noting that. Well, you have <laughs> a little a bit me- of an update. You have meetings during the time. Oh, where what, normally- during the time, whatever. You only found out I have meetings on the call where you were calling to explain that you weren't going to be able to make it during that time. Don't give me meetings. Well, I could do it remotely, but I don't think we want to do this one remotely. Okay. I think we need to be in... Yeah, it's going to be tough. I'll do anything is, you want. The point is... Uh, I'll cancel the meeting. Big Daddy killed CPAC. Yeah, he, he did a great job. He, he absolutely snapped on him, mm-hmm. dropped the new tape, and it was kind of like whenever your favorite artist... You know, I don't know if the album's better. I just know if he's, if they don't put something out for like five years, whatever they put out after that, you're like, this is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said White House, small letters. That's White House with small letters, which I think he meant lowercase. That's just a tease. You know, the small ones. <laughs> that's you just a tease I mean. for you. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm very excited to present all this to you, but well, yeah, we that's not for today. Couldn't do that today because uh, we have more important matters, and that is talking to Travis Heim of Heim Barbecue. How's it going, man? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. A, uh, a repeat guest. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that if there's someone who's not a repeat guest that's listening to this, that they're going to feel tremendously insulted. But I feel like our guest thing at this point is just mostly that we've we've talked to people within the last five years, and we're we're willing to talk to them again. Oh, well, the uh, Q guy. Yeah, yeah. We did introduce. We can introduce one new guest every two years. That's true. <laughs> I'm just I'm looking back at Brick. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about, it, but I I would I think that Jordan's going to be on again. I don't want to spring that on you publicly, but. I haven't even talked to him, but I, I think it makes sense. Of course. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and Travis, we talked to uh, several years ago. But he was only in Fort Worth at the time. He was right. only in, he, I think he was just then, maybe he had not even yet opened the river location. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think we were just definitely only, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, now we, we find him at an entirely different phase of his life, <laughs> and I'm excited to learn about that one. Yeah. He's it's an, an honor to be back. Thank yeah. you, guys. <laughs> Do you know, are, were you previously aware, as an entrepreneur yourself, how many R's there are in that word? I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. This is a hot topic. I haven't tried to spell it in a while. <laughs> yeah, That's uh, good. Well, you're going to be shocked Yeah. Okay. <laughs> by the volume of R's. Where does it even go? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I felt like growing up, entrepreneur, like whoever said they were an entrepreneur was like, oh, you just have a trust fund. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's Pretty like, much. you know, I guess it's a different connotation, but... Yeah, but there was a guy on the Bachelorette one time who listed his application or his op- occupation as pastapreneur. Hmm. Mm. I thought that was exquisite. So if you could work that, you know, like 
I'm always trying to do extra things in the pasta space. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the meat tour doesn't really work. We didn't do that's the, not. That's not as. Uh, oh yeah, you didn't do the color checker. We have Let's to do, do this thing where we look like hostages. <laughs> Just got to get the colors consistent between the cameras. Why do we do a video of this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. But we committed to it, so. <laughs> Uh, if you could just kind of hold that sure. in your yeah. between your face and the camera. Like you just got arrested drunk on a dirt bike. <laughs> yeah. Just hold it up there like that. Perfect. You can't drive dirt bikes drunk either. I don't think so. Can if it's on your property. You can drive anything drunk as long as you own the land. you know that? I think I did know that, and I think I found out about that because of rednecks with paychecks. Right. And I think they all signed maybe a waiver to the owner of the property. Yeah. You guys should go set up a truck there. A lot Hell of deaths yeah. happening there, though, for my there taste. There are a lot of deaths. I don't know. Uh, Death makes a man hungry. <laughs> our food truck at an event where someone is inevitably going to get run over. Just in the background of crime scene photos. <laughs> That's not what you want. Hey, corn dogs over You're here. moving units. <laughs> yeah. They got to be sold somewhere. Yeah. You look so sad. Couldn't some bacon burn ends help? <laughs> yeah, who knows? What kind of numbers are they doing? It's a couple thousand, right? You can make some money. So as the as the operation grows, have the headaches grown? Absolutely, really, <laughs> absolutely. That was yeah. too quick an answer. Yeah. It's yeah, it's every day there's something. But really, you know. yeah, but it's part. I mean, that's I guess if part of the fun maybe of the restaurant industry is like it's it's uh, just crippling. Uh, the every day is the same, but then you have some sort of like fun stuff thrown in and we're always constantly dealing with stuff. But now, like, as we've grown, we've built out like our leadership team, you know, and we have a bunch of people that help. So like my wife, you know, does all our marketing, does all a ton of stuff for the company. Um, she can have a child finally, <laughs> instead of us like working 90 hours a week or whatever, like we used to. So it's, uh, it's good. But then as, that happens now we're in the stage of to be like, clear i think you have that child as well right yeah yeah technically i think yeah <laughs> i don't want to receive email <laughs> questions about who's the father of yeah, Travis's child. well you never know but we uh <laughs> it's it's been great but you just you know there's there's always something going on and and two of our stores are seven days a week one is six days a week one in dallas two in fort worth so it's a lot now are you did i see uh we have more coming yeah, we. So, I saw you flirting with the city of Burleson on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, the we're we're opening in Burleson, which is really exciting. So that'll be our fourth store, and uh, it's a cool deal. They have like the old town, um, yeah. you know, uh, whatever town square thing where there's some bars, restaurants. There's a Babe's Chicken. That's a, a hot draw. Uh, an old South Pancake House that they just opened, and so the city put a ton of investment in on this green space thing where they have a stage right next to city hall well they have this lot that they've been trying to develop for forever and so um we're, we're building a building right there so it's really cool so how does that work like how do you find the place like is the first call to a bank like do you have a bank guy like we, that handles all this yeah we technically i guess a, a bank lady if you will um and uh with <laughs> working fine <laughs> how did she get there? go on yeah. we um <laughs> specifically with that deal the city reached out to us because they've been trying to develop this thing for a while and couldn't really get you know somebody to come in or the money or whatever and um so it's a whole it's a public private partnership 
they basically gave us the land and then we're building a building, but then we will own the land and the building. So it's kind of a mutually beneficial thing and there's some tax incentives and stuff. Um, but they were basically like, we really want you guys to come here, you know, and so it worked out well. So um, they, the, the thing on Twitter I posted the other day, it was kind of like, is this really happening? Like I had to go to a city council meeting and all this stuff and it was slow moving. And then finally, um, we, we actually have a meeting this Friday with the developer and our architect and really starting the next step to, to build it. So it's probably like a year out, I would imagine. Um, but we're excited about it. While you're at the council meeting, I mean, obviously handle whatever you need to handle, but if you want to pepper in some thoughts on critical race theory, yeah, 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 yeah. curriculum, I mean, you're there. Yeah. So they, you might as well just get, get some shots up. We had, it was the first city council meeting, uh, like after the election or something. And the big topic of the time was, do we reattach the rims on the basketball goals at the city parks? And that was about a 30 minute deal. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like when, when do we go on? Like, but, uh, you know, oh, well, I just, I, I think it seems to me, uh, that you've, you've reached the point that any, that I would, the goal of any restaurant tour is to just break past where you have enough name recognition to be like, uh, they're the cool thing. Mm -hmm. And once you're there, it's a matter of like what suburb won't give you tons of money yeah. to like, cause then they can tell their friends like, uh, we, you know, this is going to put us on the map. Suburbs constantly think that they're a tiny step away from being on the map. And if we could get a trendy barbecue joint, I think that we, everyone around us would recognize like the good folks in Crowley are just going to be fucking, you know, kicking a wall. Uh, yeah. just, God damn it. <laughs> and I driving to Burleson. Yeah. yeah. So they, they're, they're going to just be giving you forkfuls of money. Um, if, uh, if, if you reach that point. And I, I would say that Haim is absolutely in the class. You know, I, I don't even know what else, uh, you know, cowboy chicken has certainly been there. I would say, what are the others? The uh, local, base, Hey, baseball teams. I mean, babes is a good one. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just congratulations Thanks, on, on being in the class of things that suburbs yeah. will you know, make irresponsible financial decisions for. Hey, we will accept those decisions <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. anywhere, anywhere we can get them. So, so someone's going to get this money. <laughs> when was the break-in in Dallas? Jeez, that was, um, I don't even know. It would have been winter because I know it was cold. Maybe December, maybe January. Was did, it that long ago? What did they get away with? So we had at our, our Mockingbirds uh, store, they stole the safe. And so uh, it, it clearly wasn't like... Oh, a, I respect the shit out of that. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be tough. It, it wasn't... It, I posted the video on Twitter and it's rather funny, but like uh, it wasn't like a Danny Ocean's operation. Like It was <laughs> clearly like probably a former employee or something and... Uh, they popped the back door, went in right to the office, cracked that open, and the manager, who's no longer the manager, uh, had forgotten or didn't bolt the safe to the ground. So then at that point, it was just a matter of picking it up and taking it out, which it was probably like 500 pounds or something. Um, but then they took it out, threw it in the back of like a four-door infinity like sedan <laughs> <laughs> like literally in the it's back seat be dragging <laughs> yeah 
and uh, just took off with it. And so, and you know, it wasn't like a ton of money or whatever, but it was just super annoying. But yeah, in the video, and I, I'll repost it on our Twitter, but as they're walking out the back door, we have kind of haphazardly put some uh, squeegee brooms yeah, yeah. and, and uh, different stuff. And as they're trying to carry it out, the guy's like trying to like pull his pants up. And then the squeegee falls and just hits him in the face. And so he pushes it away. And literally like four times, I think, it falls back down and keep, just keeps hitting the guy in the face. A sideshow Bob situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other, another, you know, guy, another crook or whatever uh, you call him. I don't know the proper term. They He grabs it and then throws it away. So the joke was that's our squeegee defense, you know, system. But, um you know, you put up an effort. So we did, we made a t-shirt that said, come and take it. And it had a squeegee. I remember the shirt. <laughs> it was just like, whatever. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Yeah, that is ballsy. Uh, my buddy who manages uh, a sandwich shop <laughs> showed me the video once of a guy who broke in pre-dawn and literally stole the meat slicer. Hmm. Which apparently you could sell, uh, I don't know, to like... One-off type delis hmm. that are I, not, you know, like cor- it's a corporate sandwich shop. I'd buy one. I mean, it's huge. They're pretty expensive. Right? We, yeah, we have one in Excel. They're fucking tight. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, the guy was like, I want, I want, the, I want the big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want the register. Yeah, I want but, the nuts and bolts of this operation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, Gosh, that's kind of dude, impressive. Definitely, yeah, it's not like he lost the whole finger or anything. Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that definitely did not make it through Excel with everyone using that uh, deli slicer responsibly. Those things so, are dangerous, man. So did they uh, did they catch the guy or anything? It sounds no. like no. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, DPD was like, who cares? <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Just no interest in they pursuing it. safe. It's you can steal safes? Apparently, you can steal safes. On camera. Jesus one Christ. Of, why are we podcasting? One of the officers was like, yeah, these guys have been breaking in, like, in the area and stealing safes, you know, and we, whatever. My and brother like, called cool. me when he saw the video and he was like, Give me a few details. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he messaged like, me and was like, "What do you? How much do you know?" Like, he was like, you, he's <laughs> like, "I'm off right now for a couple yeah. weeks." He's like, "I think I can get to the bottom of this." I was like, "Dude, no, Hell yeah, dude. please uh, no, let the dog off the leash, <laughs> just let him hunt." No. Some sort of mercenary uh, Joe Kemp. Yeah, just, I mean, <laughs> what I do have is a very particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would bet that he. I don't know if he would have got the safe back. Yeah. <laughs> He would have beat some people up. Whether or not they had ever yeah. seen the safe, questionable. Or whether or not, doesn't yeah, matter. exactly. Somebody would have been paying the price. They've done might, something, might surely. Might have been anybody who owed. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be easy to open a safe. Like, too, you get it out of there. Like, I, yeah. I, that was my other thought was, like, I wonder how much time they spent trying to get it open. Did they get it open to get, like, two days' worth of cash deposits? You know? Yeah, what is like, two days' worth of cash deposits? I think we had, I don't know, for insurance purposes, but it was it was a couple grand, I okay. guess I could say, in, in cash. Yeah. So, And it was after a weekend, so then you just, you know, you go to the bank Monday. So, um, It's like getting the Bellagio on a fight night. Yeah. Like, literally, the safe and the repairs we had to make were more expensive than the money that they took. So, <laughs> I was like, you know, whatever. Yeah, to buy a new, buying a new safe was more than like what yeah. you know it cost, but that's why you have insurance, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm sure that I I wanted an example of the kinds of headaches you have to put down. I, I guess that's a pretty <laughs> good one. That's probably the, is the, is that the liveliest one or 
Yeah, I mean, we've you just you run Someone into that a, stuff. A dice all the time. game out of uh, the river location. <laughs> Not that I'm aware. It's it's literally like you know we had a, a HR thing this week with like a, a couple. That's not a couple that's on and off. And you're like, I just like, can you guys just fucking do your job? And like, yeah. I don't, you know, so there's always like small things where you're just, I don't know, you're dealing with the uh, weird shit. But um, yeah, theft is, theft is not, it's not that common that someone's going to come in and steal the safe, but you're always dealing with something, drunk people, everything. Bitchy customer. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get that, you know, every now and then. Um any kind of like review side is just a disaster. You know, yeah. it's like what it's like designed for you have a bad experience and I'm going to take out my anger on you. Yes. This thing. I don't know if there's any like, you know, positive aspects of, of a Yelp or, or stuff like that. Like but. you'd have to be kind of a psycho to leave positive Yelp reviews every time you had something you liked. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny to imagine, though. You're just like, God damn. This sandwich was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go write 300 words about it. Not great, but no. pretty good. People are only going to Yelp to write because – and I mean, it's it's clearly not only because you will read positive reviews. Yeah. But again, oh, yeah. I read those and I'm like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, lock them up, whoever's <laughs> writing these. It's not that far off from porn comments. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the porn commenters make more sense to me. I, I respect them more. Didn't uh, Jay from Kane Rosso used to like battle? They're hard still, with, yeah. They do. They're they like within the last yeah. today. I saw them make shirts uh, based on a, uh, a comment that whenever they like flamed someone for yeah. Someone awesome. was like, "I'm going to tell corporate about this," and the response was, "I am motherfucking corporate. I, I am corporate motherfucker." Yeah. yeah. And so it was a great like, like Jay's at of training day. <laughs> yeah. Jay's always always been wheels off, but uh he's got a guy, Jeff, that handles all his social media. And though like he'll get a one star review and he'll post it and just be like, Look at this, you know, bullshit. <laughs> like usually in a comical way, but that was like it was a whole thing and it, it, like they did a Detroit style pizza concept out of their existing Cane Rosso restaurants. I've tried it. Delicious, right? It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's incredible. And so it started as like just a, a during COVID, you know, everybody's thinking of like, okay, how can we get more revenue in? What's the thing? So they were use, basically doing it out of their existing stores. So then now that they've reopened, you know, it's my understanding. Then they'll just do it on the weekdays because then weekends they get busy with their normal Kenny Rosso business. So this person was so upset the the whole start of the you know interaction was because he couldn't order the Detroit style pizza on Saturday, but was like cussing them out. But not like cussing. The funny part was like you know how people will like write like the letter like oh, yeah. F, you and know, like WTF, asterisk. and like all, so it was just a lot of letters of curse words you know and then a back and forth and then the highlight being them saying i am corporate motherfucker which is just <laughs> awesome we talked my wife and i have a podcast that is uh fledgling just starting out but i i yeah shout it out yeah high time podcasts on you know wherever you listen to podcasts we have a patreon but um i i on on last week we talked about it extensively and I said, I wish we could curse out more customers. Like I would really, because <laughs> there's some people like this guy was like, 
that's what he's upset about. You know what I mean? It's not like if you go in and you have a bad experience or like, you know, there's like a bug in your food or something, I get being upset. But it was like, I can't, like, this This is your business. It would be the same as showing up at midnight and then leaving a negative review because you weren't open. Right. Yeah. Like it's a basic yeah, yeah. rule and the of way the operation of business, and you're that's what you're really steamed about. The guy yeah. was tossing in all kinds of the weird curses and was like, just the, the tone of it, I think, was mainly what set them back. But mm-hmm. uh, his basic thing was like, uh, it, it reminded me of the, I think you should leave the Heidecker, the... Let me tell you something. Because <laughs> he's explaining, he's like, you're trying to run a business here. You, you don't know, a lot of people eat on the weekends if you're just losing those customers. And it's like, as Travis described, there's a little more going on here than he understands. Right. But yeah. he has entirely not considered the possibility that the person running the business might have more information yeah. than he does. Not, mm, no it was fun. A lot of uh, all caps. A lot of all yeah. caps in the comments. And then it, at one point, it's something to the... Uh, the customer's always right. That was in one of the comments that just like triggered me. And then <laughs> I forget what the oh, and then he said, uh, which this was just a funny way to say this, but he said, uh, Yelp, here I come. Was one of his comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's so a shirt I would wear. Yeah. <laughs> Not even like a veiled threat, just like, <laughs> no, this is what I do is argue with pizza places on Facebook. Right? <laughs> just essentially uh, Cartman. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. funny. So, that's, um, and I, their food's great and I love them and support them. But I, I tried to talk Emma. She handles all our social media except for uh, Twitter, um, which I just use for jokes and stuff, yeah, basically. Yes. And, uh, and Baylor shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I've backed off on that. You know, it's like the. Michael Jordan, Baylor, 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 Baylor fans, Baylor fans barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh well. Does uh, how often is the in person just meltdown from a customer? Not bad. I mean, you you see it like uh, you can almost plan for it. You know, <laughs> literally. Like uh, what was most recent? I guess Fourth of July. Um, then you know Father's Day, Mother's Day. Any time where it's like you know we're gonna have like an hour wait or longer. We may run out of like food stuff. It's almost like always on a Saturday. Most of the time, like, you know, I guess people just don't, you really don't get a lot of like complaints, just random stuff. But those are the days where it's like, I had to wait. I, you know, we ran out of this, that. And some of it you can control, some of it you're just like, whatever. And people are around their families. Yes. So already, oh, yeah. Like, God damn it. This was supposed to be mm-hmm. our special meal. <laughs> yeah. And you ruined you our ruined special it. meal. Yeah. You ruined Father's Day. Yeah. Travis. And now that, you know, full liquor license everywhere. So then, too, the, the boozers. Uh, you got an hour wait. Yeah. You're just <laughs> dealing <laughs> with. Do you're dealing, which we really don't deal with a ton of that. But, you know, that's just restaurants in general. But, um, no, it's it's. It's been great recently. I mean, the last year sucked, but, you know. So yeah, far. speaking of that, uh, did everything ever get sorted out on, like, getting the loan money and the – I just remember that being such a clusterfuck for yeah. everybody. I mean, I, I would lo- – yeah, I, I was hoping that a good portion of this would be questions about making it through the pandemic and then what's going on now. Yeah, what, yeah. I mean – I guess the start, like the the Dallas location, that was my number one concern. Pandemic, you know. I mean, I had some grandparents, but like they've lived a long life, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just didn't want the Dallas store to go down. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Hadn't opened yet. It was a very yeah. precarious thing. I, I could go find text messages where like immediately after uh, who uh, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert, yeah, yeah, yeah. tested positive. I'm, I'm texting this, the people in the neighborhood. Yeah, what's this going to mean for the Heim? <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate your concern. When we we just leased that space, and so when we signed the lease was. 2019 maybe like end of that year fall and we had some construction that we we're doing like we had to build a smokehouse and some stuff and so you're like this is we're geniuses opening across from an airport there's like that lot you know where people like park your car and whatever a million cars full every single day we're like this is going to be great um lunch business everything and then by the time we open was maybe april i can't even remember i think it was april maybe um was like right when you're like oh this is a really terrible thing that's <laughs> happening right like this is not this isn't gonna go away and so we opened at 50 percent occupancy um was mandated at that time and it was maybe for the best because it was just kind of like a struggle we really struggled with hiring too at that point and we were still kind of struggling with that um, all of our like smokehouse guys came from Fort Worth or they trained in Fort Worth. So we didn't have any issues with that, but just like front of house bar, like every managers, everything that was tough. And, um, it was just, we kind of like, didn't ever really know what to expect specifically with Dallas. Cause it was such a new thing. And then, you know, not to fast forward, but like now it's awesome. We're seven days a week and, and you know it was going well but those first couple of months we were like we literally had thought about well maybe we just close until this all blows over and then we can you know reopen or whatever because we didn't really have a grand opening or anything yeah. it was just um so i don't know but yeah now people are traveling and it's going well but we got two we got two ppp loans and i can for sure say like without those we would have gone out of business like there's just no way when we, I remember probably around the Gobert thing, I don't, was that March maybe? Yeah, March 11. So yeah. we had just done, we'd just done an anniversary party. I don't know if you came. We uh, had Grady Spencer play and it was a big thing. We had like 500 people. I want to say that was maybe the end of February or something. Um, but then it was like a week later. I remember us sitting on the patio at the River Restaurant, and that's when we, we said we're just closed indefinitely until we can figure out what the hell's going on. And we had shut down. We shut down, I want to say, two weeks earlier before, you know, Fort Worth mandated it or whatever just because I was like I, I was worried about our staff and all that. And so for that, the first couple of months, we were losing twenty grand a week because we were keeping everybody employed, everybody on salary, basically paying like, you know, 40 hours a week. Um, and 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 even at that point, you're like, oh, this will just be another week or two. Like, we'll get through yeah, this. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it just kept getting worse. But, you know. That was a frustrating part that I'm sure will be forgotten in the sweep of history of whatever it was, like the, hey, let's stop the spread. So just a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, how many exactly? And, you know, what's going to happen after that? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, um, you know, I bet against that assessment. And uh, it cost me dearly. 
<laughs> yeah. Because this is like late May, early June. I was like, is anybody paying attention here? This shit is not going away for several, several months. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? And then they played NFL games <clears throat> with dead bodies in the stands. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I uh, it was smart to think that it was going to be a serious situation that impacted things. It was dumb to think that the NFL would not make as much money as it possibly could right. given yeah. the circumstances. Yeah, I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're almost done, bud. I'm so close, dude. Is it whenever you uh, touch down in Oxnard, you can shave it off? What's no. the... <laughs> you got to go through the hole? Yeah, it's like August 8th. August 8th? Um, yeah. You're getting there. Yeah, we're close. Yeah, yeah. And what sucks it's about pretty it kind of is, done. like, I really would kind of like to try, like, going half of this. Not, like, left-right. That was proposed. <laughs> uh, but, like, <laughs> getting it actually groomed. Mm-hmm. And like getting it done by a barber. Yeah. yeah. But I also just want to see my face again so bad <laughs> I just that I feel like it. I have to slash and burn. Where are you, bud? Seriously, I don't remember. <laughs> I Do really I have don't a remember. Chin? So the PPE loan thing, like I'm sure there were huge delays. I know there was all the shit with like what Ruth's Chris. Yeah. Like that it, it was handed out in a very uh, what's the shit with Ruth's track, Chris? Uh, predictable but unfair way. I think that there was a lot of criticism, and I was—I mean, I was just talking shit on Twitter, and then we got a PPP loan, so I was shut the hell up. But uh, <laughs> the—I want to say the there's a lot of criticism because when it first came out, it was basically like almost all the money went to like uh, Olive Garden, you know, like yeah. Darden, and like all these and independent restaurants, especially like smaller independent restaurants. You had to submit all this financial stuff. You had to do all this like paperwork to do it, and whereas like Olive Garden has like a legal department yeah, preparing yeah. all of that and getting it over in a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, and so I think there was some. It, it was probably just it. It seemed unfair, and I don't know enough to like of like facts or whatever on this, but all of those were like the first to get bailed out, and that was the argument, especially with a lot of like restaurant. Critics and stuff, food media people was like, you know, Chick Fil A is going to do fine. Yeah. <laughs> like Popeyes is doing fine. They're not going out of these smaller places. Yeah, right. yeah. margins like, are much, much lower. Yeah, so that. But then I think they tried then with the second round, and then there's been other stuff that that has happened where they're trying to, you know, make it more equitable for everybody or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, it was tough at one point. I. At one point during the pandemic, I saw a thing that said one out of every five restaurants had closed. Yeah. And I don't know if that was permanent, you know, because I was like middle of the pandemic. But you look at like, especially like New York and Chicago and, you know, those places, it was like, you know, just mass restaurant closes, which, you know, sucks. But yeah. Yeah. And most of the ones that I've heard about closing is like you said, you know, there were just countless stories of like, this place has been here for 60 years. Mm -hmm. And, I used to come here with my grandfather, and here's a photo of me up here when I'm a kid, and I'm just closed. Yeah. Shit. Fine dining got hit really hard, obviously, because people are like, you know, all the any kind of place. That, yeah, let's get a, go get a to-go steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, when you, especially those more high-end places, it's like uh, wine, you know, yeah. it's huge. Like, so you have to have What you're paying that. for is like being there. Yeah, yeah. Feeling like you're Mr. Special Man. Yeah. And even like our river location, it's 7,500 square feet. Then we have a patio. Then we have, you know, outdoor beer garden. So, too, like, I maybe some landlords were cool. 
we paid rent the whole time. Like yeah. nobody was cutting a deal. And everyone that wow. I talked to, no one was getting a rent, you know, delay or something like that. Um, we starting did. to think that as a group, landlords might be bad people. Yeah, it would have had to have been <laughs> mandated, right? I think it, it would. That been, was the only way. Yeah. It, it should have been mandated, but also, like, could you imagine, like, if it was you? I mean, you just said you were paying your employees like that they had worked forty-hour weeks that so they weren't working. Mm-hmm. I would hope that uh, that would be the spirit, and it felt like for a lot of people that was the spirit that we were in last year. To see landlords in mass be like, uh, nah, not really us. It, yeah, I don't know. Dude, I mean, fuck them. I just feel like they would have had to get their own, <clears throat> their own, you know, kickback, like yeah. from the government to, to you know, because they have a business too, right? right like, so yeah. if enough people to stop playing, paying, then they'll go under also. Like they'll default. Yeah. No, I, I understand. But still, yeah, yeah. It, and I guess, and that's my only point I was going to make is you're paying at that point seventy five hundred feet of Prima real estate lease. To just sell to go food, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. that's those places. You know, you think anywhere, I don't know, uptown or what. You know, some some high high restaurant lease rates, and then you you know the ten percent part of your business of to go food now becomes the ninety percent part of your business or whatever. It's just uh, it wasn't feasible for for a lot of places. Do you ever have any mask meltdowns? Yes, you did multiple. Really, and it it was weird because, and I, you know, it's you know, I I try not to talk about politics, right? You know, with my everybody eats barbecue, but it was very on party lines. Like initially, you could tell like the people who I'm not wearing a mask, you know, and and we once we went back to even at fifty percent occupancy. We went back, obviously all staff members wearing a mask, everything, you know, this was like way early on. You would get people that were like, no, man, I'm not doing that. And then now it's almost like flipped on the opposite side where then it's like the people that didn't care or whatever now are like, we should still be doing masks. And we're like, no, almost all of our staff's vaccinated. Like, you know, we're trying to follow CDC guidelines as much as we can, but we as of like a couple weeks ago, said that the same thing with people who come in, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. The same thing for our employees. If you want to wear a mask, you know, you can, but we're not going to tell you what to do. And that's good. But then now you have people like flipping out about that. So it's it's whatever. We had a guy, the, the worst one was we had a guy and um, speaking of Facebook reviews, we got a Facebook review and the guy was like, one play, one star, this place fucking sucks, whatever. Uh, they threw me out because I'm a veteran and I was wearing uh, Vietnam veteran shirts. So media. I'm that's like, what I've always <laughs> known about you, for <laughs> sure. I think you personally must have. I was like, that's not company policy, right? Like that, <laughs> that's concerning. And so I'm like, what the fuck? Korea can I, stay yeah. in Vietnam. I immediately <laughs> call the manager. What the hell's going on? You know, what's happening? And uh, so, and then, you know, I pull up the security footage later. And so this was, this was maybe <clears throat> six months ago or something. I mean, not like, not at the height of COVID, but we had to wait. First problem. Yeah. So they had to wait. It was a guy and like three other people, older guy, obviously. Uh, They were upset that they had to wait in line. Then they got in. They didn't have masks. So then the the host person said, hey, can you put a mask on? They were upset about that. Had to go get masks. Came back. 
And this is to like not to be clear, this is when like everyone was wearing masks. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like yeah. not like recently or whatever. So then he gets his they order, uh gets a cup, you know, so goes to fill out a fountain drink or goes to sit down, sits down and then is like, Oh, I go up to get my drink. So as he goes up to get his drink, mask down again. The cashier, who's like 18-year-old girl, sweetest, you know, girl in the world. Sir, do you mind putting your mask on? She's like, whatever, makes a big stink of it, sits down. And then when he sits down, he like has his mask on and he goes like, pulls it off and like shakes his head like just, you know, freedom. Like uh, what's uh, Nick Cage and Con Air? Oh, you know, yeah. Just, that, like, <laughs> just like complete freedom. Like we're the oppressors that yeah. have done this to him. And uh, so then as he's sitting down, then he has a long sleeve shirt on and he pulls it up and like the cashier's over here, he, he pulls his thing and then just goes like this and then like rest his, like gives a middle finger to the cashier. And uh, so uh, I'm glad I wasn't there because I would have thrown him out myself. But the manager was like, you guys have to leave. You can't do this. You can't act like this. It gave him his mind. Just because we're Vietnam vets? <laughs> yeah. And so... <laughs> But then that was like the the uh, Kenny Rosso thing, you know, like I literally posted the video and I was very, you know, polite at first, but I was like, no, we don't just throw out veterans of, you know, wars. We, uh, <laughs> you like flipped off our cashier. You guys were dicks basically the whole time from when you came in. And uh, here's the footage, you know, because other people were commenting like, oh, my God, we need to go up there and, like, give them a piece of our mind. Yeah, you know, definitely. They're throwing, they're doing this or that. Over your so, veteran policy. Yeah. And then even then I posted it and he, I forget what the comment was, but he was like, that's not me or like something. And it was like, the, you described the situation. This is the exact situation that happened. You see he's wearing like the stuff and it's like, this is your profile picture. This is the security footage. <laughs> he like, looks it. like you know, He's like, no, it wasn't me. And I was just like, all right, well, that's that's those are the guest interactions that you're like, there's nothing I can say that's going to make this, yeah. you know, be positive. So, yeah. And like, know. what do you want at that point? Mm -hmm. Certainly not to get repeat business from. Oh, yeah. Him. Please come back again, <laughs> yeah. sir. Like, yeah, I'd really love it. So. Yeah. I think this has worked out in the way yeah. that it needs to. So as far as like, uh, you know, I think that as we're all trying to process the pandemic as it was going on, um, you know, I was always trying to sort things into the, the two categories of. Things that are a real pain in my dick right now, but like probably not going to think about 10 years from now. And then like also the permanent damage being done, you know, like yeah. there's plenty of permanent damage that was done. I just, you know, I mean, it, it seems like, uh, things are going great. Like, is, are you back to full sales before where you were? Yeah. I mean, our, especially <clears throat> April and May were the best sales months we've ever had. Hell and yeah. I think that's a lot of restaurants are the same way that were, you know, open before, which is, is awesome, but kind of you know, like to your point, but everything is more money. Like all of our costs have gone up. Like, oh yeah. Massive supply chain issues with, yeah. with anything like plastic gloves, you know, for the kitchen staff, like to go stuff. And then, um, meat prices have like skyrocketed. Like it's absolutely insane. So it's that's awesome, and I like never want to complain about anything, especially after what we've been through. But I think that's the thing. Like the perception is like, oh, restaurants are doing great, 
and it's awesome and, and sales are great, but we're still still kind of dealing with some of the ramifications of like all of COVID and stuff. And I, I think we're coming to the end of it. Like meat prices are starting to go back down, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's still like, still crazy. Have you yeah, had no. to raise any prices? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did yeah. as of, was the week of Mother's Day. I remember that because I was like, shit, we're going to be busy. We need to raise prices. But let's say... 2019, we we buy uh, certified Angus beef prime briskets, so like select choice prime grading, you know, primes like the best you can get, um, really good quality briskets. I bet 2019 I was probably paying around 275 a pound for briskets. As of this week, we're paying 510 a pound for Holy the same. Yeah, but that peaked at like 545, I want to say. Which would have been probably two months ago or something. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that, uh, most of that was like all COVID, obviously, but there's a number of other factors that kind of caused that. But then, you know, anything that's produced in China it took a while. So, like a lot of our just paper goods and miscellaneous the crap ports, were TC. all. The yeah. ports. I hear a lot about the ports. Yeah. At home. Oh yeah, do you? <laughs> I hear a lot about the ports and about China. Well, <laughs> I don't remember. Enough. I don't remember what local. I don't think it's the deli. I don't think it's our our deli and grapevine, but it's maybe it is because they put avocado on a couple sandwiches. There's somewhere by my house that put out a sign. I love this. Mm -hmm. That said they were raising the prices on certain items that had avocado. Because of the cartels warring with avocado farmers in Mexico. And I just thought of how many people who were learning that information about this cartel <laughs> avocado situation for the first time. Like what? By reading that. It's like 95% of them probably. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just yeah. thought that was a really bold move to yeah. invoke like a, a regional conflict. I'm always a little so confused it's be a dollar more why they explain the price to be like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much it costs. I mean, as we fucking uh, established last week, my my uh, lunch thing is uh, very elastic, right? Yeah. Like, I'll. You pay for what you want. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm trying to fucking eat a sandwich here. Same way. I'm not even paying attention. <laughs> like, But it would be cool, like, if somebody, like, if you put out, like, hey, um, uh, dozen spare ribs, going to be a little more. Uh, wife left me and I got alimony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just start giving way too much info about any price increase. Like, look, I'm addicted to gambling and I'm in deep. And so I need you guys to bridge me. It's Every day I wake up, my kids say I'm a shitty dad. You know how much that costs in therapy? You got to pay for, for it. it somehow. My burgers are going to be 20 bucks. <laughs> the, the genocide in Rwanda has uh, right. increased yeah. our bun prices. It on me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so had, what, what has been like the uh, the permanent effect is as as it like I mean I I guess on some level like you lost income it's never coming back but like I don't know the, you own three restaurants probably not like starving right yeah. but like uh, so it's, but has there been ways that, that you have been affected that you're going to continue to feel and then uh, just you know did did all of your staff make it through okay did any of them have like permanent life changing. As a result, what what was it you like know. to be a, a, a Heim barbecue worker as the pandemic occurred? Yeah, I uh, I think I th I think a lot of the like long term effects are going to be 
felt in like employer employee relationship. I mean, I think the biggest thing that was a struggle, we, we just from the start, you know, I kind of alluded to it, but we were like, we're not going to lay anybody off. Like that was something that we were like, we're going to try as much as possible, um, you know, not to furlough or whatever. And, uh, so we ate it, you know, a lot for, for a couple months there, but, um, you've probably seen, but every single restaurant is hiring, you know, like yeah. a lot of, especially the bigger chains, everybody. Definitely want to talk about that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I can tell you my opinion. I don't know, you know what, but, um, everyone says unemployment, unemployment is probably a symptom of that. But again, it was like, they, they, I mean, a lot of friends of mine <laughs> that just furloughed their entire staff, and had like 80 people that are just, well, I can't cover this because of our bottom line. So then in six months or whatever, a year, you know, where we're sitting right now, then everybody's like, man, I wonder why nobody wants to work for us. And it's like, well, because you threw everybody out on the street when, you know, we didn't know what the hell was going on. So You sent them a very strong message that they had no choice to interpret as anything other than if I am in the restaurant business, I'm going to be in danger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I need to I need to go spend this time learning some other skills so I don't have to work in, you know, customers yelling at me anymore. And it's and yeah. And I mean, that mass situation that's, you know, you got like. 18, 19 year olds, they're like, dude, I don't want to wear a mask. I'm just telling you what they're telling me to say, you know, then they're just getting chewed out. So it was a ton of stress. I think when we even reopened at 50% occupancy, there was a ton of stress on everybody, which just, just sucked. And, and two, you know, any, any like restaurant employee, bar employee, almost all your front of house staff is going to be tip based. So like, 50% occupancy is much different than a full restaurant booming, you know, pre-COVID where they may pull three, 400 bucks a shift. Now they're not doing that. You know, even take out or to go, you're still getting tips, but it was different. So I think there's frailty to that, that a lot of people realize maybe for the first time that like, oh, if I can't just pull five or six shifts as a bartender or whatever, then I don't pay my rent and I don't have this. So a lot of people, you know, I think left the industry, which was understandable, um, you know, because of that. And then to the restaurant industry in general has been built on immigrant labor, you know. And so like your back of house is, you know, we have a lot of like, uh, you know, Mexican immigrants and, and South American immigrants that work for us. And so we I feel you know, like I can say I'm not like to brag or whatever, but we pay a much higher rate than most restaurants um, around us, most barbecue places. And so that's great. But most don't. Most pay minimum wage to people that they feel are expendable. And then you have something like a pandemic happen where everyone gets let go. And then, you know, six months later, well, we don't have a staff. What the hell? We can't open. And so, um but the easy thing to complain about is unemployment, right? The government's yeah. paying everybody, and so yeah. that's why we don't have staff. But yeah, and then like you know, anytime people like us see those complaints on Twitter, we just uh, yell back, "Pay them more." Uh, right? Do, do you do you you know you you have a more nuanced uh, you have more information about the situation than we do? Yeah. Is pay them more? Uh, to what degree do you feel that is an adequate response? Yeah, I think. Um, 
That's a great question. I think there's really the like restaurants are working and I, I guess I'm speaking for like independent restaurants mainly, right? Not like your Chick-fil-A's and those kind of places. But you're dealing with really razor thin margins. Sure. Um, like something, you know, I, I think the this is probably a few years old statistics, but on average, restaurants make about six percent profit per year. So for every hundred dollars in sales, we make six dollars. So I think the line with that and, you know, I have a different perspective because it's like, you know, how I buy baby food and make my living. But the pay more. I'm like, I'm all for that. That's great. You can't do that without raising prices. So on the flip side of it, it's like I would love to get to a point where it's a lot more equitable for our hourly employees and especially like the balance between back of house and front of house. For the most part, front of house employees generally make more money, although you could argue that, you know, more of the work is, I mean, I'm a kitchen guy, so like I, I think the yeah the kitchen puts in a, a ton of work. And so like that's an easy thing, but then inevitably to make up those costs to where the restaurant still makes money, you're going to have to find another way to do it. So it's maybe raising prices or maybe um, doing something else. So, you know, like the pay more, I think maybe an independent restaurant is going to have more of a struggle, you know, like on that end, but like freaking McDonald's, yeah, KFC, I mean, like McDonald's announced just pay day, more. Right? Like they can, do they? That yeah, they're going to pay more. Yeah. They're going to pay more. Uh, they're going to provide either a stipend for, I, I was about to say, they're going to provide childcare. I don't actually believe that McDonald's wow. will be that caring be for huge. your child yeah. at the, but it will be like a stipend and tuition. Okay. Um, that would be huge. Yeah, and I mean the margin. I don't know what McDonald's profit margin in, but I, is, but I would imagine it's higher than six percent. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I just like an hour alone with Grimace. <laughs> that's for a, that's what a purpose? Threat? Yeah. yeah. You gonna sexually assault Grimace? <laughs> I think I just kick his ass. Okay. Just no. I was. I've. I've realized that. Uh, yeah. No, I. My mind is a jumble, and I understand it's difficult for other people to decipher it. I was watching uh, the uh, on YouTube the guy, the dad who's this isn't funny. Uh, daughter was uh, victimized by Larry Nasser, where he's like, "Judge, can you give me five minutes alone with him?" Oh yeah. And she's like. She starts to answer, and he's like, yes or no, to a judge. And she's yeah. like, no. He's like, what about one minute? <laughs> and she's like, no. And then he just fucking... Goes hurt. for him, right? He just yeah. in one motion hurdles it. Yeah. Hurdles so the you bench. want to treat Grimace like, <laughs> yeah. one, like he sexually yeah. assaulted your yes. child. Right. Yes. Is, so we're ironing out that the, is, the full yeah, plot that, here. That's, it, was, it was hard to get out, and it's not as funny. Well, we got there. But... You know, I mean, we, we should work on it. Why were you just watching that on YouTube? That's a good question. Uh, the FBI, <laughs> off, like the FBI con conducted an investigation into how the claims were initially handled and the results of that investigation came out today. Okay. Turns out they didn't take them seriously at hmm. first. Surprising. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then someone was like, you remember that dad that tried to kick his ass? And I'm like, kind of, you know, but I bet so I could do more if I could see it on YouTube.com. I would bet most people, and I don't know, you know, it's not like you, I don't know. And I was not, just thinking about Wallop and Grimace. Just kicking his ass. I don't know. <laughs> Put him what in the a rear naked chokehold or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the line for the term like upscale is, but. Him. 
Most people who come to Heim would not care if their meal went up 10% or yeah. probably 20%. I we've, really don't think so. We've learned that. I think it was like there was a couple items. It was like 16, 16 to 18% price increase is what we went up. Um, and even that, like we're making less money than we were before, right? I think I'm explaining that well. But. Like the prices went up more than 16. Your cost went up more than the price increase. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, but then again, like the peak was, I want to say, 540 maybe a pound. And now we're back down to 510. So we're starting. It's still almost double what we were paying. But, um, you know, you, you have to do that to make up the difference. And we really haven't seen a ton of complaints. Like I think... Literally any restaurant you go to is going to have a price increase over the last couple of months. And, you know, even like fast food, you've, you've seen how that just had to go. So it is what it is. It just sucks, you know, because I, I, the last thing I want to do is like pass that on to the customer, but also or we don't make money you know, to like stay yeah. in business. So. Yeah, and I just I, – I think going going to Heim, it's, it's an experience. You're going to be having some flavors that you have not had anywhere else that week. Like uh, – you know, I don't know. I, can you even put a price on it? I would sign over my whole check. <laughs> but you want the grimmest time yeah. <laughs> on the rider. If I give you my full check, can I have one meal and a half hour to kick the shit out of Grimace? Well, you promised me that, Travis. We could we could work it out. I, I was There was a whole canon of McDonald's. Uh, fixtures, right? Like the Hamburglar oh, yeah. guy and all that. You ever that. see the picture of, uh, I yeah. went with a group to yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I was the Hamburglar. We had a grimace. Yeah. There was a Mayor McCheese with the, the full head. Yeah, I could probably find that I wonder why more quickly. restaurants haven't done the full-scale characters. Yeah, just have their own universe. I mean, if only yeah. we had a restaurant owner, we could ask about this. <laughs> Dude, let us write. We need to get creative. <laughs> yeah. Chuck E. Cheese, I guess, that's one. Absolutely. Uh, the I, McDonald's, I think it was like the 70s, had some like ads featuring all of them. Oh, yeah. That are real fucking weird. They're they scary. definitely had ads featuring all of them. Like, I remember that as a yeah. kid, but like some of them, it's just like real fucking like... Uh, Willy Wonka acid shit. Yeah. Pretty the, much any the Domino's? Uh, the Domino's guy. The Noid, yeah. of course. Yeah. You guys know the <laughs> yeah. backstory on that or whatever? No, uh, no, but I know he's back. <laughs> yeah. You see that? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, but like I heard it on Anthony Jeselnik, the comedian, was on a podcast, and I guess he's all in on like the Noid. He's like was he? What was he on? Are you talking I about Two it. Bears? Maybe I listened to that last week, but I there's like 20 minutes left in it. It's uh, Bert Keishner and yeah, Jezelnik. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it may have been on there. Actually, um, Segura because Keishner was out. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, the I I don't know. Like the story was like there's this Noid guy and he was like just interfering with people getting their pizzas delivered. Yeah, I guess. he was annoying, was the, so he was trying annoyed. to stop him. Yeah. So. He's describing that apparently, like in the seventies or whatever. Then there was a guy named Noid, who I guess obviously probably had mental health issues. <laughs> he was just losing his mind because he was being associated with this pizza thief, <laughs> and literally like held Domino's employees at gunpoint or something. Oh no! Like robbed a Domino's, but didn't rob it. I guess like wanted to create a hostage situation. Yeah, Leave like me alone. Uh, what was the guy in Waco? The <laughs> Koresh. It was like yeah. it's just a whole standoff of and, and his goal was to get them to stop <laughs> using 
the Noid, I guess. So then I, I think that was the impetus for then they <laughs> so stopped. Like it's back. He, but I don't know if that guy died away. or what. Yeah. yeah, and then they're like, bring his, it back. His this family is, yeah. allows it. Do you want me to read, you you got me to read the entry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entry for Kenneth Lamar Noid. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> January 1989, Kenneth Lamar Noid, a mentally ill man who thought the ad campaign was a personal attack right. on himself, I mean, entered a Domino's restaurant in Georgia armed with a 357 and held two employees hostage for over five hours. After telling the employees that Domino's owner Tom Monahan had stolen his name, he forced the Domino's headquarters, forced him to call the headquarters and demand $100,000 and a white limousine as his giveaway transportation. All the white ones are booked, sir. <laughs> After offering to exchange one hostage for a copy of The Widow's Son, which I guess huh? is a book. Okay. Noid oh, reneged on his Did offer like after a police officer brought him the book. Noid eventually became hungry oh, and no. forced the employees to make him two special pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the off the book stuff. Worth it. What do you think he ordered? While Noid ate the pizzas with his, I gotta go extra sauce. <laughs> oh, by the way, Kristen's having dinner out tonight. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> I've had nothing but fish, chicken, and vegetables for three straight days, and tonight. Robust sauce. Extra. Cool. I like fish and chicken. And While Noid ate the pizzas with his gun in his lap, the hostages <laughs> escaped. Noid surrendered Ooh, shortly this is after. Good pizza. Damn, man. I'm That's glad insane. I could share that with you. Yeah, that was. Uh... So anyway, I, I guess I don't know if he passed or what, but then they brought him. Brought like, the ah, back. Still crazy. He's gone. Uh, Josh and I were brainstorming a uh, open world uh video rpg video game about the noid the noid universe <laughs> i mean it's pretty simple yeah it's but just it's, annoying it's simple now but but what if we could make this story deeper when i was thinking about having you on i was like all right you know it's kind of interesting like what would be the goal of travis right like all right so you're at three you go to four restaurants it's like all right what do you like in game you just like not want to have to go in every day and then i was like <laughs> I obviously know the goal is to meet Guy Fieri. Yeah. 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 That would be a so I was like, why, didn't I, why am I even asking myself this Dude, question? it's a fucking ticking clock. It has to happen. Guy would love this. That would be a highlight. I would love, I mean, people give that guy shit, but like. He, Not me. He raised like $20 million for restaurants in, in the pandemic. And um, he has like five yellow cars bright yellow cars like a hummer and all that he just seems like a cool guy dude he got the meeting of the masters together absolutely yeah With, yeah, uh, yeah sly stallone al pacino and and him guy fieri there was no one else there was definitely more people there was a chef, yeah, i think jay glazer was involved jay glazer well, guy was the chef guy was the one making him food okay yeah. i thought there was someone else in the kitchen donkey yeah. sauce or <laughs> oh hell yeah um, um, I have no doubt that if guys making dinner for Sly Stallone, it tastes good. I'm, yeah. I'm confident of that. Yeah, we we haven't we've been on a bunch of like different you know dog yeah, shows most or whatever. Of but uh, yeah, the what's the diners, drive-ins, and dives haven't mm -hmm. haven't got the call for that yet. But are those a beating? Uh, generally, yeah. Um, it depends. Like we did. This is completely random, and I've tried to find a video of this, but we had these guys message from uh, Oslo. Where's Oslo? Norway? Norway, yeah. And they were like, we're doing this show, and it's a big deal in Norway, and we just thought it was fake. And they showed up, and they were like, 
okay, what do you want to do? And we're like, I will show you how we cook brisket or whatever. And it was like a guy, a comedian and a chef and whatever. And it was like the coolest thing ever. Like it was there yeah. super nice. Like we did. And we were kind of just like, Are you guys good? And they're like, no, we'll shoot some more stuff. And then it turned out like, I, it was almost like a Borat thing where you're like, this isn't real, right? Like yeah. this is just a fake. And then apparently they, Martin was the guy's name, the producer. They won like the Oscar of Norwegian TV for our episode where they came to Fort no Worth way. and like came to the restaurant, but then they did like the rodeo thing, you know, everybody sure. goes yeah, to the yeah, yeah. stockyards. So that was awesome. But then we've done like, uh, I would love to, I mean, I guess it's probably in Norwegian. So of limited use to me and non Norwegian speaker, I, but yeah, he, he sent it to me and it was funny like a clip of it but then you had to like subscribe to like the whatever norwegian i was like i couldn't yeah. even figure out what this whatever but um super nice guys but then we had like i i'm just an asshole for the most part but like there's a food paradise show and they want you to say like all this cheesy stuff and like the thing was like every single th thing that you say that the host says this was for um food paradise yeah and every single thing is like scripted. So it was like an all day. I think it was a two day thing. And then like I'm presenting like the beef rib or something after we've done this. And then they're like, okay, like, you know, walk away like out the back door. And then just say like, I'm going to take a smoke break. And I was like, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Jeez. And then it was like, just this, like this whole back and forth that eventually Emma was like, just do it, like whatever. And so if you ever watch Food Paradise, they, there's always like, some sort of like, you know, put it in your ass or what, you know, some sort of like cheesy thing that then they do to clip to the next uh, cutaway or whatever. And that was a could not have been more of a beating. But then even in the moment, you're like, but this is good publicity, I guess. I don't know. I, you know, yeah. they're not paying. Right. You're doing it for publicity. No, yeah. yeah. Some some of this stuff. Um, I mean, it's all none of them they pay you for, but. Um, you know, you, you think like, oh, well, and then we will see like if there's a rerun of that or like some of these other stuff, then people will tag us in social media like, oh, I want to come there. So it's cool. But yeah, the I, I don't I like to like doing an interview or whatever. You're like talking about it. And, and we've done two or three where it's like they have what you're supposed to say. And that always kind of drives because I'm like, I wouldn't say this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, insane. I don't know. You have to put on makeup. Yeah. Yeah, on most of them, um, but you know, I, I probably need it. So, so the process of uh, starting the the Dallas location, like, are you on your own looking at like a real estate business, real estate listings all the time? Is there someone you hire for? That? How did you settle on that location? Yeah, we have um, like a team of people that. Yeah, they're just like real estate guys. So they'll basically mm -hmm. like if there's like a good deal or something, they'll reach out to us and tell us and people we've worked with in the past. But at this point, it's almost like, you know, like even the Burleson thing was like we're super selective about it because yeah. you'll get like I'll get 20 emails a day of different places or this or that. And the Dallas thing was unique because this I guess the history of that place is it was where the old – Love Field Inn was, I think is what it was called, which was like pay by the hour motel thing, yeah. like 
really, really sketchy, you know, drugs, prostitutes, whatever. But I guess that was like right across the street from Love Field. So it was a thing that the city and everybody had been trying to get rid of forever. So the guys that are our landlords on that, they own like everything basically around it. They own the hotel, there's a QT, they own our building, they own Tesla dealership, all this other stuff, except for this piece. So the uh, owners, I guess, are, are foreigners out of the country. They don't, you know, didn't really care what was going on. So then they made an agreement with them of like, we will uh, basically do a ground lease. We'll bulldoze this, you know, shithole. We'll do a ground lease. We'll build a building that'll bring an in income to like pay you guys. You'll get a percentage of whatever. So that was the whole how it started. So they built out this restaurant. They had a local restaurant guy kind of come in and consult on it. And they did uh, like a cafe style thing, which, you know. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it was conceptually very cool. And I think, you know, could have could have been good. But then there was, you know, I'm sure issues like with any restaurant that it didn't work out. So once that was kind of like a partnership, I guess. And then after that, um, then they were like, we need to just bring someone in to like lease it instead right. of trying Get out to. Of the way. Yeah, because they're just real estate guys and they're super smart guys, but you know, they, they, so that's, we were looking at a spot at the Dallas Farmers Market and this really cool restaurant space that was there that was a uh, mud hen, which mm-hmm. is like a healthier kind of thing. And we were talking with them and then that kind of some stuff happened and it, it ended up like it would have cost us twice as much to open. So we had to back out of it. That happened right at the same time where these guys were like, hey, we got this space. You want to come here? And so we had already kind of planned everything and prepared. So then we just um, opened there. So it That's worked awesome. out really well. Yeah, yeah I'm and, glad about that. I I don't think I would ever make it down to a farmer's. I mean, you know. Yeah. Whereas this is uh, very close to me now. Is this one or the yellow one? Um, it's the It's the yellow one. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, you're right there on the uh, lunch. Options. Oh hell yeah! I was telling him I'll take to, it. I have to bring my lunch like four days a week. Yeah, it's very tough. So just it's, I'm down. especially now that uh, Megan's also got a job. Uh, you know, it's it's the constant. Like I don't know how. I mean, whatever the division of labor in our family, I'm sure favors me just fine. Um, but I, I certainly have ended up with a hundred percent of the the lunch runs. And then, so it's like the, I, I just hate, I hate deciding things. Do you have this in your, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's, it's starting to set. <laughs> I, I just feel like, uh, one, I'm of the opinion that deciding things is somewhat difficult. It is work. Every time I go to a mall, I leave exhausted because you're just looking at things and deciding what not the fuck to buy. What are you going to the mall for? I, is this like just a giving 15? an example. Okay, this story feels like it's 20 years old. Uh, it is, in any situation where you have to make a lot of decisions, you will find that it is physically taxing. Sure, okay. And, uh, you go to so, rent a movie and there's too many options. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah, yeah. These, these totally. are things that we all know that they're, they're hard, but they're, you, you can't like describe. It's not the same as like, uh, you know, lifting up a 500 pound safe and then trying to right. get it past some squeegees. That's, you know, everyone understands that's difficult. A little more pernicious, the decision making difficulty. And so whatever it's being constantly foisted on me to pick out everything. 
Um, you know, it was, it was getting too much, and so we came up with the lunch list. It's been That's very smart. effective. You should put little notches next to it. Though. I'm good with anything on the list, so it's just hand the wife the list. You pick whatever you want. We're done. It's That's great. Smart. I like it. I need to do that. I yeah. mean, the other thing, like the, is not easier, but like. We just grocery shop once a week, and then it's pretty much locked in what I'm having for lunch yeah. and dinner every night. You know, as, like, you, right. as you say that, it sounds fine, but then I hear you anytime you're talking about what you eat at home, and it sounds less sunny. Oh, no, it's not, but there's no indecision. Right? There's no indecision, that's true. We very swiftly decide on rabbit food. And, <laughs> rabbit food. You know. Yeah, we did, it was uh, so funny the other night. Hold on, real quick. Yeah, because I'll, I'll forget this. The other night, like we try, it's almost always berries, some probably mac and cheese every other night, turkey. Uh, we got veggie chips. Try to give her a little bit of each thing we have. So she used to eat salmon a lot. She's pretty pretty out on it now. Try to give her a little bit of a vegetable. She's really big on black beans. And she uh, last night we had. It was the last night and the night before we had Brussels sprouts with uh, with the cod, mm-hmm. and she Kristen put a couple of Brussels sprouts on her plate. She looked at it and she goes, "No plants, <laughs> no plants." I was like, "That's what I'm saying, dude, sister. I know it. Yeah, I, I don't eat this shit either. I get no it. Like, plants. Looked at it, kind of picked it up. She's she goes, disgusted. No yeah. plants. <laughs> I was like, I've been saying that shit for thirty years. A goddamn carnivore. <laughs> yeah. And we were just like, you know what? We don't blame you. Yeah, Beautiful. we get it. We get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I cut you off. Yeah. No, I it's I I feel your pain, but I'm at a much earlier stage with the six month old, and so it's like now even our list of restaurant, like okay, well, let's go out, and my wife is probably more indecisive, I would say, than myself, but. Then now you're going based off, okay, where can we take the kid? Yeah. It's where it's not going to be too busy and all. And then so then that, then, you know, we almost need a sub list or whatever, I guess. But do people get nervous to serve you? Like, have you ever had noticed that like somebody at a different restaurant like knew who you were because you're a, you're a food magnate. I don't. I don't know. I, I That's mean, definitely happened before. Someone was like, "Dude, don't fuck this up." Oh yeah, I saw you on Norwegian TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually had somebody that came to the restaurant because they they saw that. Which Hell yeah! Funny from Norway, I guess. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, we too. We also just haven't been to any restaurants in a while. But yeah. yeah, that's just such a like restaurant owner thing of like. You know, some like one of my chef friends comes in. It's like, well, I want to make sure they have everything. We'll probably comp it or comp some of it. But, um, you know, I don't know. You, you would like to think it's a perk. For me, it's more of a hassle because then I just feel like I don't want to, yeah, yeah. you know, like whatever. So uh, I was wondering if you have experienced barbecue in other countries. I, uh, I went to Germany a couple years ago, and uh, Texas-style barbecue is like a definite trend in Berlin. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, I didn't know if you'd, uh, if you'd run into that or uh, if you had any opinions. I, I mean, I haven't traveled much lately, but from, like, social media stuff I've seen, like... And it's weird because, like, barbecues are just, like, national, right? Like, there's Kansas City, North Carolina, whatever... But for some reason, internationally, Texas barbecue seems to be like the hottest, you know, Not trend. confusing to me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've been. I haven't, I haven't had the Kansas City. Jake probably can speak to that a little, little bit more. I've, I've been in North Carolina. I went to Charlotte. I looked up their top Yelp reviewed to go back to <laughs> Yelp. Uh, and uh, I, I would not consider uh, skipping a Heim visit to go to that place. No, same for me in Kansas City. Yeah, it was good, but it's just a little bit. I mean, it's all a little bit different, but Texas too beef brisket you know that's like our big our big deal but then we also do like the pulled pork that the carolinas do we do ribs you know like uh, memphis you know is more of a dry rub rib but it's all texas kind of encompasses almost everything else and uh, most styles are kind of with sauce whereas uh you know like uh even in north carolina depending on east or west north carolina it could be ketchup based versus mustard based sauce um which is like who cares right for us but you know texas we're just like just really good barbecue <laughs> like do whatever yeah. you want but we the thing that's been weird really weird to me we uh you guys have had the bacon burn-ins you know that we do mm-hmm. so the idea for that was when we started in uh before we did the food truck, we did like pop-ups and it was like, we didn't even call it a pop-up or know what that was, but we got a smoker from my uncle and it was basically like, I could just cook stuff and we'd throw a party and, uh, have a bunch of people over. Somebody play guitar, everyone's drinking, having a good time. So for one of the, uh, meat club, we called it, uh, we, I was like, I want to put bacon in every single menu item, like just be obnoxious. Right. So the first thing we did was I was like, uh, a brisket burn-in traditionally is a Kansas City thing. They'll take the brisket and about halfway through, kind of cut it and take the fatty end off, cube that, uh, put more sauce, rub, put that back on so they're like little chunks, you know, mm-hmm. like sweet. And then they'll use the lean end. That's what they'll keep cooking and then use it for the sliced. So in Texas, like, that's like sacrilege, right? <laughs> like you can't, like, this is how we cook brisket. There's one way to do it. So I was like, what if we did that sort of style, but did it with a slab of bacon? So, you know, the rest is history. That's great. We sell a ridiculous amount of those and and it's awesome. There's uh, places people have tagged me in in London, Prague, uh, New Zealand and Australia have a huge like Texas barbecue scene. Um, but all over the world where people are doing bacon burn-ins, like how we do them, Amazing. just because they've seen it on like Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's so So that's cool. crazy. That's yeah. really cool. And I'd love to go to like one of those places, <clears throat> but. Um, if you have to pick, pick Prague. Yeah. Cool. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty, a cool place. Pretty sure. cheap. My yes. brother. <laughs> at least on the list you just gave us. Yeah. My brother-in-law, I think it was my brother-in-law. Emma's younger brother, and uh, I get, or maybe it was his friend or something. We were at something, and he was there and had talked to the guy, and he was like, "Oh, these are like a thing that we have at this place where I'm from." And the guy was like, "Heim Barbecue," and literally like followed us on Instagram. So you're like, it's such a crazy thing now. Social media, you That's can wild. just like do that. So it's it's cool. And then I just feel proud, like as Fort Worth Texan, that you know we're like. Our barbecue spreading, you know, all over yeah, the world. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, Do yeah, have- no, the, the one in Berlin was good. Uh, you know, it was it wasn't high, but it was. Uh, I mean, I, I certainly I've had uh, barbecue that was much worse. 
Yeah. Denverland. Dickies, for example. Hey, come on. <laughs> do you, uh, do do you miss sponsor? doing like the... Because like for a while, we were doing the... Man, I don't even remember. It's that... There's a catering company in Fort Worth that were doing those like dinners. It was mostly like... It was a it was a Mexican food catering place. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Magdalena's. Magdalena's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were doing like once every three or four months. Right. They're kind of hard to get into, but they're yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's the first time I'd ever done that before. Yeah. Like where the dude's just like, here's what we're having. You don't know what you're having beforehand. They yeah. do those around here, but with weed. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> and, of that, this actually. Is, this is my open call for anyone who uh, has those connections that you should invite me and Jake. I will not be there. I will be there. That would be enjoyable. Uh, I yeah. love weed. But do you miss doing like <laughs> stuff like that? Yeah. Because like I, that dude, if he felt like a mad scientist each time we went in there. It was yeah. like all sorts of crazy stuff. And then he had a cocktail for each one. And yeah. It was it was cool. Yeah. Uh Juan Rodriguez. I think is that's his right. name. Yeah. Um, not the baseball player, but he's a super nice guy, talented chef. And that it's like a dinner party, right? Yeah. Like they do like a menu for for each thing and it's not a restaurant but then they do a lot of catering business um but it's great really great stuff that yes you know to answer the question i think like this is the thing that i think having a kid probably helped uh me refocus a little bit uh, on just everything going on because you just get dragged into the mundane you know crap and like all the stuff we were dealing with you you feel the pressure of like now we have 180 employees and with COVID, you're like, I have 180 families that are relying on us. And I, I realized the part of the business that I love is like cooking and creating food and like serving it, that whole experience. Like you guys come in, we have a great time, like want you to leave happy. I hate pretty much everything else, <laughs> like the hiring, the firing, like all dealing with vendors. Like, it is weird yeah. that like that's the set. Like, I guess it makes sense. But like, yeah, that, that if, if you have a successful restaurant, like and really you're going to kind of end up screwed if you don't expand. Yeah. Right. Like, so yeah. you've got to keep growing. Um, and, you know, you're just a guy like I, I like to cook. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I think I could be really happy just in a different world, just cooking somewhere full time, you know, and now it's like the majority of my time spent in like meetings and stuff and you're delegating, which is great. But too, that's also part of the, what's great about growing is almost everybody that's like on our, you know, executive team or whatever you want to call it has been with us forever. So, you know, when we opened Dallas, we brought over two guys that basically got a promotion, you know, to doing the smokehouse and everything. So we're creating more opportunities where everybody can make more money, you know, at the end of the day. But the the recent thing is we're doing these barbecue classes, like cooking mm -hmm. classes. And so I have one this Saturday and uh, it's like themed usually. And so my mom who works with us, she, me and her would like do the uh, menu and we'll just do like, and so... I spend like an hour or two just kind of talking about barbecue while we're doing, you know, five or six courses. And uh, that's been awesome. We're trying to do those like once a month. And it's really just like something for fun. Um, but that's been really cool. This yeah, Saturday cool. we're doing Tex-Mex barbecue. I saw themed. that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. <laughs> Have you ever cool. made uh, – this is this lets you know I'm out of questions. This isn't really Tex-Mex, but we went to Austin a couple months ago, and our buddy made uh, tablitas. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. never had that before. That shit was phenomenal. 
Yeah. It's basically just a rib cut the other way, kind of. And I guess it's seasoned. That's dip. exactly what it is. Well, it's yeah. for such a small change. Yeah. It was odd to me. I'd never. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it took 35 years for me to try it, but I was I was really into it. Yeah, it's a, like, a cro- like basically a, a plate short rib. And then you'll see it called like a cross cut short rib. And so they cut it. Uh, like, you know, that way or whatever. So they're really thin. And any, like, Mexican grocery, you can get them. Usually they'll have them. And they're freaking awesome to grill because it's got a lot of fat and, like, cartilage and stuff in it where uh, you just grill it really good. And those are really good. I need to pick some up. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got, TC. All right. Well, yeah, this this has been super cool. Um, Yeah, thanks, guys. Keep doing an awesome job. When did breakfast tacos stop each day? Uh, at 10.30 usually. Oh, 10.30. I think we say 10.30, but like you should be able to order them to 11. Okay. And then now, too, we're start, we've are start. we tested out some kolaches that hopefully we'll start doing everywhere soon. I've Ooh. had them. Yeah. At least if they're the ones that used to be over at uh, Swiss Pastry. Swiss Pastry, yeah. yeah. I yeah. went there and picked up a ton of them and took them up to the station one day. They're That's so what good. I do what with my, guy. my lunch money. <laughs> okay. Instead of buying lunch for myself every Buy day. food. All right. Yeah. Buy kolaches for the yeah. whole team. Okay. All right. Well, TC's going to go fight Grimace. Thanks, Travis. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.